Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Tanisha. And if you're a fan of Wine School Dropout, there's another podcast we think you'll love. Pretend. Pretend is a documentary-style podcast about real people pretending to be someone else. Javier interviews real con artists, snake oil salesmen, and former cult members. Anyone living a lie. Notable interviews and episodes include an identity thief who confesses to stealing thousands of identities, a former FBI undercover agent who describes how he embedded himself into a drug lord's inner circle, and the testimony of a snake oil salesman who encourages people to drink a bleach-type substance to cure everything from depression to cancer. Search for Pretend wherever you get your podcasts. This is Wine School Dropout, Study Abroad, Southern Italy. I'm Tanisha Townsend, your host. This season, we're going abroad to Italy, Southern Italy to be precise. Think of this season as a semester abroad in Puglia, Italy. We will introduce you to the grapes, producers, foods, sights, and sounds of this region. We're taking you right there with us to introduce you to some wines and wineries and present this region. Welcome to season three of Wine School Dropout, Semester Abroad, Puglia, Italy. All right, thank you so much for coming back. This is part two of my interview with Mariana from Pietro Ventosa. If you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and listen to that first. This part of the interview starts with Mariana making a beautiful comparison. A wine is like a person who changes over time, yet keeps the same essence throughout its life. I love that. Stick around, there's more. A lot of times when it comes to wine in general, but especially when we're talking about red grapes, People ask about older vintages, can wine age, and it's hard for people to understand if they should drink something right now, if they should hold on to it, and just kind of not understanding exactly how that works. According to me, a wine as a person has different stuff in his life. As a person, he could be good and, uh, and cool when he's young, mature when uh, is old. But if the person is a good person, is good in every step in his life. I love that. So wine can be good all this. Oh, I love that. It's, it's normal. 
Yes. If you are a, a, a kind person, if you are a kind wine, if you are, a, you have a different step of your life, and in every step, you give your present to people that know you, and in this in this way, people have to taste the wine more time during his life. So I don't buy a bottle of wine. I buy almost three bottles of the same wine to taste it in different steps of his life. Very quickly, the first. After five, six years, the second. After more time, the last one. And you will have different sensation too. This is the, the most important thing. Now, when you're thinking about Primitivo, yours especially, and you are sitting down, maybe you had some Primitivo um, over the weekend. What is your favorite food or your favorite meal to enjoy with the Pietro Ventosa mm. Primitivo? It depends, because now that are during summer, I prefer to drink my rosé because uh, it's very uh, it's made by Pintio and Alianco grapes, and uh, it was very uh, nice to drink during the, the the hot summer, not uh, putting it in the freeze uh, and uh, in a uh, lower temperature. It could be drink uh, alone or with uh, food uh, made. For example, with pizza, with spaghetti and tomato, or also uh, with, uh, with with shrimps, uh, also some fried vegetables, uh, something that is crunchy because this wine is crunchy too. Uh, it's something that leave you uh, very uh, clean your mouth and give you the, the the good the good taste to to eat something for the rosé. But for Primitivo, in his uh, classic uh, style, we uh, used to hit something that is very typical. For example, rapini with orecchiette, orecchiette with rapini, or uh, lamb with potatoes, uh, or uh, some, uh, some grilled... Uh, uh, Anything on the grill would probably work. Barbecue. I barbecue, know. yes. So you have Primitivo, um, the red, the red grape. And then you also have a rosé that you do from the Primitivo grape and the Alianico grapes, yeah. a blend of those. Yeah. And then you have a white from Malvasia. I have three other two kinds of Primitivo or DOC Primitivo. One is called Allegoria. Allegoria is a Greek word uh, that uh, would like to figure something uh, that uh, is uh, not material. For example, uh, justice is a girl, a blind girl with a scale. And so this is justice. This is an allegory. For me, the allegory with this wine is the allegory of my territory. For me, this wine is my territory because uh, it's very fresh, has a, a very high acidity and uh, it's very elegant. And uh, normally we used to uh, drink it with uh, pumpkin soap, for example, or orecchiette and rapini too, or, or something, with, uh, something with mushroom, pasta with mushroom, uh, or uh, other things that are very territorial as food. 
but also with cheese, some kind of cheese, uh, not the one that are very, very spicy, but the one that are uh, uh, aged cheese. The second one is our Reserva that make uh, 18 months of uh, aging uh, in a hawk bottle of 300 liters each one. After bottling, we wait almost two years before uh, sell it because we don't like the wood taste that normally is a characteristic of wine that stay in bottle a lot of time. And so we wait almost two years before start the sales of this wine after bottling. And this is a very, very uh, luxury wine. And in, yes, because uh, it, it stays, is very rich of uh, uh, some kinds that you find uh, in very important wine. Uh, for example, you find something like tobacco, like uh, black pepper, uh, chocolate. Uh, our soil is very rich of uh, uh, iron mineral and carbonate. For this reason, uh, um, the water that is na natural, uh, naturally underground, because we have a lot of underground uh, river in our region. The particular uh, kind of uh, underground soil with uh, caves sometimes uh, give to the water the possibility to go down and have uh, rivers that in some cases uh, pass through the Adriatic Sea and arrive in volcanic area. They are very, very, very long, but uh, we don't see them because they are underground. And uh, the water is a, a very deep underground uh, uh, level. For example, we have a wheel at 400 meters underground. And this water that is the one that normally give uh, to the roots the nutrition because roots arrive to this uh, underground river and take off the, the water is very rich of minerals uh, and uh, these minerals give to the uh, grapes uh, particular uh, taste when they are uh, uh, made for wine. Uh, the other thing is that this kind of soil helps us to avoid uh, the use of chemical addiction in our vineyard. We are organic certified in, uh, in Italy. We don't have the permission to use a chemical addiction, but we are not uh, worried for this because uh, the kind of soil and the kind also of climate that we have permit us not to use, uh, uh, not to make lots of intervention in our vineyard. We use uh, only the permitted uh, things that are copper and sulfur, but only if is uh, strictly required. So you described, okay, so thank you for the soil talk. I mean, you described to us two wines before and you said you had two other wines in your line? Oh, yes. Okay. We talk about, uh, uh, first of all, uh, of my rosé Strosa, that is made by Primitivo and Alianico grapes. You see a color darker than, than the, the most common rosé, but is uh, due to the fact that Primitivo has a lot of pigmentation inside uh, the skins, and um, it passes very quickly in the most during maceration. 
after four hours of maceration of skin, we have this kind of color. It's very, very quick. We have to have a, a quick uh, vinification for the rosé during the first step, because if we leave more the skins in contact with the must, the color have to be more darker. And so we, we hurry, hurry, we have to, <laughs> to separate the uh, grapes, <laughs> to separate skins from uh, most because the color have to be not so dark. This very quick maceration give us the possibility to avoid the tannins go inside the wine and the taste is very fresh, not sweet, not uh, bubblegum uh, or candy sweet. A very uh, with a high acidity, a crunchy taste, uh, and a fresh taste that uh, uh, clean your mouth, as I've already said. The name is Estrosa. Estrosa is a word, an Italian word, but uh, the meaning of the name uh, is um, we have three meanings. The first one is a person out of uh, order, someone that uh, is not conform to the to the normality and this because uh, the color of our wine is out of order too <laughs> yeah. when most people think of rosé they think of like a pale pink yes. um, even though rosé comes in various shades of pink and salmon and all of that, but they think that pale pink may be the Provence style of rosé. Whereas this rosé that you're, that you have, and then a lot of the rosés uh, I tasted around Puglia, they are a much darker color. It's more of a light red than a pale pink. Because the maceration is more long than the one that I, you have to consider that grapes uh, have different kind of concentration of uh, pigmentation inside the skin. For example, for a Pinot, we have to wait to make a rosé by Pinot Noir. You have to wait almost uh, 48 hours, if I will remember. Uh, and you have not a darker uh, color, but you have also onion skin color in this case. Which is still fairly light. Yes. Negramaro, that is a, another grape that comes from Puglia. You have to wait 12 hours to have uh, a color that is uh, uh, a little bit darker. In our case with Primitivo, due to the fact that we have a lot of pigmentation inside the skin, the contact is very, very quick. And we have this color like this. So if we would like to have a, a pale rosé, we have to separate immediately the skins from the most. But the consequence is that this rosé has no personality. So you do it for the color and also for the flavor. If you were to just yeah. do it really quickly to give it that pale pink color, it wouldn't have that same flavor, that freshness, no, that... So absolutely. You don't have the same thing. You find something that uh, is uh, a naked wine, not a wine with personality, I think, because uh, it could be everything. 
skins uh, are more are very important in the process of vinification you know and uh, in this case uh, we leave the skins in contact with the with the most the time necessary to have this kind of wine with balanced uh, taste flavor and color too Got it. Because you could not have a wine with no personality because you have all of the personality and you're bubbly <laughs> and energetic. So I can't possibly imagine a wine um, or an expression of yours not having the same energy. I say that uh, people don't drink color. <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, some people do, though. Some people think, I know some people just look at rosés and they want the palest one possible because they think it's dry. They associate a darker color with sweetness. Sweetness, yes. But you tasted it, is sweet or not? It's, it's not sweet, no. It's, it's not it's sweet. fruit. It's, so you yeah. get that flavor and that freshness. The name is Rosa. I say, person uh, with the uh, out of order. Second, est in Italy means east. And so rosé that come from the eastern land of uh, Italy, the eastern region of Italy. And est in Latin means is. So is rosé, is pink, is rosa, è rosa. Um, the other wine that we produce is a white wine uh, made by Malvasia grapes. Uh, we start to produce it in 2017 for the first time, only 300 bottles to make uh, a general try to make uh, a white a white wine. Uh, in this wine, uh, we fi you find also the the fil rouge that link all our wine, both in red or in white uh, uh, or rosé uh, style. You find the same thing: acidity freshness in uh, in white wine also a savory taste uh, uh, that remember you the the sea i don't know why but i think that is carbonate inside our soil but uh, you find uh, this uh, savory taste uh, that uh, is very nice in your mouth and uh, in the aged vintages uh, you can find also some sulfur taste that uh, remember you volcanic. After uh, we have the other four wines, uh, Volere Volare, and this is a 100% Primitivo wine, is not DOC. We uh, used to make this wine because in 2012 we had a very rich uh, uh, vintage and uh, we had a lot of wine uh, to bottle. But in that period, we, we didn't have the bottling machine and we bottled the wine uh, at our enologist premises that was uh, far from, uh, from us, uh, about 100 kilometers. So every time we have to bottle in that period, uh, we, uh, he come with his truck with a tank of uh, about uh, 2,000 liters, if I will remember take the wine uh, and bottle it at uh, his premises in Genzano and uh, bring uh, uh, back the bottled wine to our premises. 
that year in 2012 uh, we had a lot of wine and this kind of operation was uh, very expensive because uh, it can't bring all the wine uh, in one time you have to make little travel every time and this was very expensive so we decided not to bottle about uh, 60 hectolitres we tried to sell it without bottling but because it was a, a very great season, a very great vintage for all people, the price of wine, uh, not bottled, was too low and don't permit us to have the, the right gain to cover all the expenses that we have. So we decided to wait and this wine go uh, in tanks after uh, in uh, barrels, uh, barrels, used barrels of three and four passage for two years. A little bit in a barrel, a little bit in, uh, in tanks. Uh, it was uh, a mix. After two years, uh, we uh, bought the, the bottling machine and tasting the wine, we say, wow. This is perfect to be bottled. And we decided to call it volere volare. That uh, uh, means something, if I want, I can fly. To, uh, to say people that if you want something, uh, you have only to be brave uh, to uh, persecute your goal. Uh, we didn't buy, uh, sell the wine, it was very good but we uh, make every effort to maintain this wine and make a new bottle of our uh, uh, line, calling it Volere Volare. After we have Allegoria, we have already uh, talked about it, and uh, Ossimoro. Ossimoro is uh, an oxymoron, uh, so something that uh, is uh, all and nothing in the same time. Uh, white and black in the same time is something that uh, you feel through your sensation but is not a material word. For example, if you say eyes wide shut, you don't have the eyes in the same time wide and shut or original copy. And this band is very, very particular because uh, uh, put together the Primitivo and the Ayanico that are two great, very, very at the opposite. They are like a husband and wife, for example. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can stay together, but they stay. <laughs> It's not a secret that France loves cheese and wine, so not surprising that an entire culture revolves around the consumption of these two great gifts to the culinary world. Come and discover one of the best parts of French culture with the cheese and wine class or a wine tasting class. Join my classes. They're a great opportunity to experience the French terroir. During these two-hour classes, you'll sample some of the finest cheeses and finest wines, learn the techniques and language of cheese tasting and wine tasting, and also the concept of terroir. You'll spend a great evening in a relaxed atmosphere with beautiful surroundings in the heart of Montmartre with me at Cooking with Class Cooking School and get a great head start to fully understand and appreciate our love for French cheese and wine and help you approach them with greater confidence. Visit 
cookinwithclass.com, C-O-O-K-N-W-I-T-H-C-L-A-S-S, and search Paris Classes for more information or to book your date. Well, all right, Marianne, is there anything else? I mean, because we've talked about your grapes, winery, Sylvester Stallone. We got in-depth about the soil, uh, a little bit of the history, some food and wine pairings. Are we leaving anything out? You don't make me the, the common question, people. Uh... <laughs> oh, what's the common question that I missed? <laughs> well, I have to make a premise. Primitivo was well known in the past uh, uh, in the Manduria style. And uh, in this kind of style, uh, people uh, uh, make an association of Primitivo with a high degree of alcohol and uh, high sweetness. Because uh, uh, due to the climate very hot, they have a, a high concentration of sugar in grape. And so during vinification, a lot of this sugar uh, remain in wine as a residual sugar, uh, developing a lot, a very high concentration also of alcohol. So people ask to me every time, why your primitivo are dry and not with high <laughs> degree of alcohol? Okay. And I say, okay, I explain all the things that I have already said before. For example, the fact that the different kind of terroir uh, give to the wine different kind of taste. You have to consider the place in which the grapes are uh, uh, located. First of all, when you when you buy a primitivo, you have to uh, to understand if they come from Gioia del Colle or if they come from Manduria or, or if they come from Salento or also if they come from California, for example, if Zinfandel. Because the different kind of soil give different kind of taste to the wine. In Italy, we have uh, 545 different kind of uh, grape in total. In all over the world, the kind of grape are 1,300. So we have a lot of grape. We have grape that are different according to the different kind of soil in which they are cultivated. It's very difficult for a, a people that come from uh, a foreign country to understand this little difference that uh, comes from Italian uh, wines. And I ask, I'm asking you to make another difference because we have the same grape in different kind of soil. And so you have to, to make this. So the, the most uh, common question is why, you, why your uh, Primitivo is not sweet? <laughs> this is the most question. Okay. See, I was trying to be different and not ask you that question. But okay. it is with wine, it is fascinating how when something is from a different place with a different climate and different soil, it can be the same grape, but it will taste completely different. 
Mm-mm. So it won't have that same level of alcohol. It won't have uh, the sweetness or it will have the sweetness. Like they're just these differences because- Yes, but this is a common rule, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, if we, for example, we decide to make Barolo here in Puglia is not possible because we don't have the climate and the soil condition to have uh, a good uh, a good Nebbiolo here. We could have a wine that has no the, the characteristic of the one that come from Piedmont. But also in French, we can't have uh, the same uh, result uh, of uh, Burgundy or uh, other uh, region of France here in Italy or in other part of the world. For Zinfandel, for example, we uh, needed to have a DNA analysis to state that uh, is the same grape, but testing, uh, they are different. So we find different kind of soil and different kind of, of, of the same kind of grape, different kind of flavor, different kind of taste. The problem is that the two important things that give to wine a strict personality, one of the two important, important things, one is the soil and one is the climate, the climate is changing. And this is a very, very worry. We are all worried for this. So we have to respect more our hurt. Not only to have good wine, but also for all things in our life. Well, uh, before I let you go, tell us where we can find you. Are you on social medias, your website? Tell us where we yeah, can. yeah, yeah. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram. There is my uh, website that uh, is uh, pietraventosa.it. Uh, you can find just the writing on, the, on, on Google or uh, on Safari, <laughs> pietraventosa. Okay or Marianna Agno, and uh, you can find us. Also, you can find us uh, in Washington, D.C. and uh, in Virginia. Well, perfect. We have a lot of listeners there because I used to live there. Soon, I think, uh, also in uh, New York, Massachusetts, and uh, New Jersey. Uh, We produce only 30,000 models in total. I don't say this before. And so uh, I sell a little quantities uh, of wine all over the world. And uh, our presence uh, is uh, not uh, with the big production. And USA, we have only in the East Coast uh, um, our, uh, our sellers. But step by step, when we will increase our production, we are plan- uh, we planted uh, two hectares of a uh, new vineyard uh, two years before. Perhaps we could, we can go to the gold rush. <laughs> the yes. <laughs> fingers crossed, perhaps. Cross yes. our fingers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Mariana, for your time. It was a pleasure meeting you and touring your vineyard and tasting your wine, and then also an even greater pleasure to be able to uh, speak to you more in depth and get some more intro- information and share with thank everyone. You, with thank you, Tanisha. Thank you, Tanisha, and uh, thank you to the listener of your uh, uh, podcast.
and uh, I hope to meet you again uh, if, if someone someone of you meet me in the future you have to say oh we come from Tanisha podcast <laughs> yes absolutely oh and, and I, I give you more wine than okay <laughs> all right you heard it you heard it people she'll give you more wine meaning more tastes not more bottles just go buy cases from her all right thank you so much mariana enjoy the rest of your day and best of luck to you and uh, um, everything with pietro ventosa thank you for listening to this study abroad episode of wine school dropout this episode was produced by Studio Ochenta and hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Our sound editor is Luis Raul Lopez-Levi. Our theme was done by Gabrielle Dalmaso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram. If you like the show, you should tell a friend about it and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, Sit back, relax, and have a glass. Hi, it's Tanisha again. I want to tell you about a podcast called The History of Literature. It's a show that covers everything from the life and works of literary giants like Dickens and Tolstoy, to a series on the forgotten women of literature, to lighthearted topics like Friend, Mary Kill, Shakespeare edition, and the top 10 books you don't need to read. Each week, host Jack Wilson and his guests explore the most unusual, compelling, and inspiring stories from the world of literature. Always eager and never pretentious, Jack tackles every book as if it could change his life. And more often than not, it does just that. The History of Literature is brought to you by The Podglomerate. New episodes run every Monday and Thursday, and you can listen today by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.